Sanguine. Yeah. We are a community of faith that are optimistic. We are discovering the mystery and intrigue of a walk of faith. So welcome. So excited you're here today. Welcome everyone out there. I'm just going to start today off reading you of all the places this podcast is reaching. And that is thanks to you out there that are sharing it and supporting. You guys are awesome. You gals, you kids, you teenagers, all you that listen, you are fantastic and you are seekers of more in the genuine faith walk, not just because you listen to this because we just kind of naturally attract and we come to the same place. So here we go obvious number one because this is where i'm at for countries slash territories is the united states we have germany vietnam canada indonesia the netherlands hungary italy mexico bolivia belgium sweden turkey romania australia france kenya norway flip the paper over and there's no more countries but cities big surprise number one bozeman montana number two hey all you out there in salt lake city utah hanoi washington Nairobi, Huntington, Indiana, St. Charles, Rutland, Vermont, uh, Hollister, if I'm hesitating because I'm like, how do I pronounce that? And so then I just skip it, right? So I skipped the embarrassment, but then I brought it back by telling you all that. So there we go. Jacksonville, Paradise, Nevada, Rumford, Maine, Rosemont, California, Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm not listing all of them here. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, Shelby, Michigan, Billings, Montana, Rome, Mountain View, California, Frankfurt, Orlando, Eaglewood, Colorado, Pasadena, Texas, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Anchorage, Alaska. Okay, you (laughs) are helping spread this podcast and you know my heart. My heart is to reach people and just some people may have been burned by organized religion and even organized religion that's trying their best, but it just lost something along the way. This is about finding that fulfillment, finding that which is an anchor during the hard times. And as many of you know, I've had some hard times recently, lost my dad on September 4th. And uh, those of you that listened to the last podcast, no, it's pretty moving for me, and I was going to listen to that podcast, and I just can't do it because it just, and maybe I should do it, right? Because uh, those things well up in me again. And yesterday, you know, uh, what I talked about, grief is like unpredictable. And I, I've had a couple, probably a week and a half of just a really great week and reminiscing about dad. And yesterday, I was surrounded by people, and I felt so alone. And so uh, this is going to emphasize this because we are a community of sorts here. I just reached out to my community and they reached back, not everyone, but a few. And uh, man, did it make the difference? It helped me to turn a corner. And so thank you. So today we're going to talk more about dad. And one of the attributes of my dad um, that you may not know, you probably don't know because I don't know that I've talked much about him is, uh, you know, he grew up the oldest of eight in a family where it was rumored that my grandpa had two families because he would take off, come home, 
And uh, my grandpa, I think he had a good heart, but he just struggled with alcohol abuse and had a hard time just bringing stability. And so my dad was raised for the large part without a father. And uh, as God is good and was good to my dad, he brought people in to help along that journey. But my dad was an incredible father. And it's pretty amazing because he didn't necessarily have that example. One of the things that my dad was fantastic at is discipline. And I know in the Christian community, and uh, we're not necessarily talking to the wide Christian community here. We are talking to many different people out there. And some of you are just like listening with a lot of skepticism. And you know that I so welcome you. And that's okay. But I want to talk about discipline. And uh, I'm just going to start off by saying some of this, this is from my perspective, but I'm going to base it on the scriptures. And you're like, you mean the Bible? Well, I like the scriptures because many of you like associate the Bible with like church and stillness. You need to think of the scriptures of like these sacred, ancient roles of wisdom, supernatural insight, like in an Indiana Jones movie, because that's what they are. Now, people have relegated them and normalized them, but they are anything but normal. So when you hear me say scriptures are sacred roles of like knowledge, I am talking about that which is contained in the Bible. But many of you may not know, those are just little, lot like books or letters that are written. They are incredible. And so open up again your imagination to the truth of what the scriptures are. They are divine, supernatural insights, divine knowledge, divine wisdom. And so we're going to go there today. And I'm going to just start out by reading some of those. And I'm going to just relate how my dad had discipline myself and my brother and how that has implemented into my life and uh so let me put my cheaters on here yep i gotta wear some cheaters i'm sorry <laughs> some of you can relate some of you are like what's he talking about what, what's a cheater does he have like something is he playing pool in his closet and he's got a cheater no they're glasses for those of us who uh sometimes have some issues reading things so let's just start out we're gonna start it out in hebrews and it says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness for those who have been trained by it. Proverbs, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. Not one of my favorite words, honestly. All right, this is the one sometimes will cause some of you some angst and uh, disagreement, and uh, that's okay. We're going to go there. We'll be all right. Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but whoever loves him is diligent to discipline him. Yeah, some of you are already like doing some metaphor stuff. Well, the rod does not mean like spankings. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. And this is Paul speaking. Lest after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Revelation, those whom I love I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. And those of you that are unfamiliar with repent, it means change the course you're on. If you're down, you're going down to the cliff where you end up jumping off and landing on a pile of rocks, you want to change your direction. And that's what repentance does. All right. Proverbs again. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof, for the Lord reproves him whom he loves 
as a father, the son in whom he delights. There's another proverb one. Those proverbs, man, you know, if you just want some simple insight into your life that's profound, but simple to get, read a proverb a day or half a proverb. Man, it's going to like just add so much nutrition into your life. All right. Uh, Proverbs again, do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. Yeah, we're going to go there for sure. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. That just brings like heaviness because I'm old enough that I have seen this. Makes me sick. Oh, yeah, makes me sick. Discipline your son and he will give you rest. He will give delight in your heart. Oh, folks. I am living that right now. I, my kids are such a delight. And a side note here, and <laughs> my kids for my birthday this year, which was in August, I wanted this very expensive tent that came with titanium wood stove. So we're talking uber light, backpacking, ultra comfort, because you got a wood stove in your tent, which is really expensive. And I don't spend that kind of money on myself. My kids were so appreciative that they wanted me to have that and they all chipped in. I mean, this is a big buy-in for me and they're like, dad, you're worth it. Man, that kind of stuff wrecks you in a good way. Some of the things that I've had to do with our children throughout the years has not been easy, but has it been good and right? Yep. All right, let's nail a few more scriptures here and then uh, we'll just get into this. But hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. And here's uh, here's probably where we'll end up for today. Folly is bound up in the heart of the child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. So I kind of like that last one because my brother and myself, oh my gosh, did we have folly in our neighborhood growing up because my parents would like to go out to dinner and do different things we were on the babysitter blacklist nobody would babysit the baldron brothers because we were just full of folly and craziness and uh yeah we had no boundaries and so i can really relate to that scripture and my dad you guys, this is no joke, and uh, I, I've asked my dad this, and he's he's very kind, and uh, he doesn't necessarily answer it, but he kind of chuckles. I'm like, Dad, I think from like about five years old to ten, I pretty much got disciplined once a day, and he never really did answer it, but he kind of chuckled. So I'm wondering if that number is even higher. Well, let me shoot some honor my dad's way. I cannot remember once, even an inkling of discipline I did not deserve and as an adult that I was so grateful for. Matter of fact, I think of a lot of things that we got away with that I kind of wish I had discipline for. And you're like, Tom, you're nuts. Well, let me just relate a story of one of my boys. And I won't tell you who because they don't necessarily like when we talk about them and name them. You just know that it's one of them. And this probably happened to all of them. But this one time sticks out where Adrian and I were out and one of them was misbehaving very badly. And I talked about how you're going to have discipline when we get home. And we get home and like a lot of parents, you got a lot on your mind. And I forgot. 
and he comes up to me and he tugs on my shirt and he's like, am I going to get that discipline now? Okay, this is a powerful truth. So sit up, pay attention, stop what you're doing right now because there are a lot of you that are not convinced about discipline and I'm going to shoot a powerful truth your way. Discipline helps your child clear their conscience. And the quicker and the swiffer it is, you don't leave residue of guilt and shame. They need their conscience cleared. They know that they did something wrong. And it is, a, it is an act of compassion and mercy to discipline them. And you think you're loving them by not. But I'm just going to tell you, because the scriptures say this, so I can say this with some authority, and I've seen it when I have shirked back from doing the compassionate and merciful thing, which is discipline, that it just, your kids bear guilt and shame that need to be dealt with. And guilt and shame are the fruit, I shouldn't say the fruit, the food of breeding sin in their life. And you're just like, whoa, Tom, that's too much. Okay, so you heard me just grab, get a foothold on that. Let it uh, process, you'll get it. So one of the things that my dad did when he disciplined is my dad never, never, never was angry. Okay, when I'm talking discipline, and this is going to be the one where people are going to be, click, click, because you disagree. And that's okay, but don't click. Just hear me out. And you let that maybe uh, stew a little bit and marinate. And maybe it will make some sense to you. But my dad never spanked. Okay, That is, yep, taking an instrument and applying it to my behind. Okay, In anger. Never. Not once. Ever. And matter of fact, and when I was a kid, you know, it seemed pretty genuine. But I just got spanked, so I didn't appreciate it. But he used that, you know, phrase... This hurt me more than it hurt you. And I have to say, I know that that was true for my dad. How did my dad get this kind of wisdom? I have no idea. But I'm going to let some of you off the hook right now. If you get angry and mad and you are not able to apply discipline, okay, even if you choose not to spank, which I think is a poor decision, and I'll explain why in a bit, your words can be just as devastating or more and the punishments can be more shaming and more long-term and more scarring if you do that in anger so if you are a person that cannot cool down and discipline like methodically slowly and without emotion you don't have the right to discipline okay now if you have kids and that's both of you parents or you're on your own i'm just gonna tell you you need to figure some stuff out I'm going to refer you. I do another podcast, and I don't necessarily recommend it for most people that listen to the Sanguine podcast because this is designed to go out to secular community, and I get a lot more, what would you say, real there. And some of you might not like that, but it's called the Yep Podcast, and I give you techniques and ways that I get to that place to have some peace to do that. And so how that plays out in our household I am so blessed, and blessed is the right word, a spiritual inheritance, and some of you are like, whoa, there is that kind of thing. Uh, I firmly believe that there is. The scriptures talk about how blessings just go to multiple generations. I have received my dad's like spiritual inheritance of discipline. When it comes time 
I'm calm, cool. It's not extreme. It's not excessive. It's done in a very methodical manner. Well, that is not Adrian's gifting, and that is okay because one of us has it, and so she does not necessarily have to have it. And so I administer the discipline in our household. And yes, that has involved spanking. Now, it's not always that way, and let's just go here for a moment. But I'm going to tell you why I'm a fan of spanking. But I have a lot of kids, and those of you who know me know that I have a lot of kids. You cannot assume every one of your kids is the same. And those of you that have listened and have embraced the faith walk and are walking the faith walk, and even those of you that are on the edge or on the outside, know that every individual is unique. And that is true with your kids. And so some kids need more, say, spankings than others. But the thing that I just don't like is that discipline that is long, that involves shame, that involves just attacking character. I hate that. And so... That is why I'm a fan of spanking because, for one, it's very quick, it's very effective. And if you are obeying what I said, that you, if you get angry and you do it in frustration, you have no right to discipline, okay? You have no right. Hear me, you have no right. Drop it and stop, okay? But if you do, if you are able to do it slowly, methodically, without anger, and that it actually, you're doing it out of love, so you don't, it doesn't bring you pleasure. You're just like, but you do it because you know that it's right and good. It is a quick way to clear their conscience, and it hurts, but it doesn't last very long because you're administering in such a way that it stings, but it doesn't bruise, and it doesn't injure. Okay, there is some technique to this, and some of you are, I'm going to turn you in. Okay. You know, it's too late. My kids are already grown up and they're awesome. So if there are any of you haters out there, all right, that's fine. And actually, it's legal in the state of Montana. And so, nanny, nanny, nanny. <laughs> no, and I'm sure there that is not the audience. But some of this may be challenging for a lot of you. But that is why I'm a fan because it's quick, efficient, it doesn't last, but it is effective and it clears their conscience and then they can go out again and have a restart. And the really important thing about discipline is that it isn't like a prison sentence where it's designed to shame you and penalize you. And I think some of you think of discipline like that, that it's like it's an exchange of justice. You know, discipline is to help design a path and a right path and make course corrections okay this is not something to bring shame and it's like penalty it's like you did that now the consequences need to be appropriate for the actions that have been taken and the course correction and sometimes there are bigger course corrections that need to happen and so the discipline can be more intense and you're like well does that mean like a lot of spankings Okay, I'm going to agree with some of you out there. There's a point where the spankings are not effective anymore, okay? And that it, it isn't the degree that you hit your kids because you don't want to injure them. And that is not the point. You want to get their attention, clear their conscience. And so after, and, and that's pretty much when they're young. Like, I don't think, and this is Tom's personal opinion, but boy, after the age of like nine probably should not be incorporating spankings anymore and you should be moving on to another form of discipline. So what did that look like for me with my dad? Well, one of the things as you're a person that disciplines, so you're a parent, okay? My dad, as I was growing up, 
I would do something stupid, like my brother and I, and some of you are going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys did that. We'd throw dirt clods at cars and, you know, run away and the cars would chase us home and come up and knock on our door. And my, you know, I think my dad just finally got to a point in his life. He was never surprised at what kind of folly my brother and I got into. And so what happened? Those people came to the door and dad, you know, in his cool, calm way, you know, just said, I'm sorry. And, you know, I imagine my dad probably had to pay some money or, or do some stuff for us. Dad would come find us. He says, yep, you know who I just talked to? And we're usually, you know, out in the corner, kind of listening, cowering outside, you know, the realm of observation. And dad's like, so, you know, you need to get disciplined. And, you know, we, as kids do, started crying. No, no, we've learned our lesson and, and doing all that. And dad would calmly, you know, grab us and administer discipline. Now, here's the thing. And a lot of you, this is going to be like, you can't go there. And uh, it may be that you don't have the gift to administer discipline. Soon as we're done, dad's like, I love you guys. You want to go out and play catch. And so we would go outside, play catch, do something. We had a tetherball pole that we played. My dad administered discipline. At the same time, he cultivated friendship. And you know how that played out later in my teenage years with him? that my dad didn't have to pick anything up. He didn't have to raise his hand and he didn't have to raise his voice. You know what he did? And this is a discipline that wrecked me, okay? Man, I would have preferred to spank in any day of the week. He's like, Tom, I'm so disappointed in you and I've lost some trust in you. Oh my gosh. You guys, even as a teenager full of piss and vinegar, when my dad said that, that wrecked me. And then my dad would just calmly say, and one time it was in regards to my driving. Well, there were a number of times it was in regards to my driving, but he's just like, you know, it was when I had went out drinking in high school. And uh, those of you parents out there that uh, say your kids aren't doing that, it's time for you to wake up. Okay. And some of you are ignoring things. And uh, okay, not every kid does this, but even my virtuous kids and my like yeah i'm bragging on them they had short seasons you know i taught them to be quick learners so they learn quick but you need to not be ignorant of what's going on and some of you need that clap to wake up a bit anyway so i did this and dad as i'm like i i'm just i'm in bad shape in the middle of the night puking my dad's cleaning up after me and we go for a walk in the middle of the night and we're talking and, you know, he's asking me, are you okay? And, and, and different things like this. And we're walking like 2 a.m., walk up to the church we were attending at the time, sat down by the front door. So, you know, everything's dark and, and we were just talking and, you know, I was, I was developing a story as I was sobering up and uh, we get home and dad looks at me. He's like, yep, I don't believe your story. And so you're grounded from your car for, I think it was two to three weeks. And he's like, I would love to hear the truth calmly, without any yelling, without anything. But dad had built a background that started with the spanking that was quick and efficient. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that my dad loved me. And so as you're raising kids, okay, to not discipline them is to not love them. And that through discipline, godly discipline, okay, not just swinging something out of anger, which my dad never did, never, never, never did. He built a relationship that was just rock solid. So when it came to those hard teenage years, 
We had a relationship and a little disappointment wrecked me. And there are a lot of you out there, you need to be building that relationship because what you do, and I'm going to end here. I think I'll do a follow-up podcast kind of talking about what Adrian and I have done with our kids, which is very similar to what dad did with me. But you cultivate a relationship that has tremendous value. And so you have kids as they grow up, they bring you so much joy and they bring honor to your family as the people around you talk about your kids and the wealth that is not monetary is just it is overflowing and so i gave you a bunch of scriptures you can look those up i I told you there are great tools online like bible hub bible gateway go there and look at those scriptures for yourself and and begin to implement that if and you can do this at any point i'm going to tell you if your kids are older this is a bit harder but your kids want a relationship with you now at first it may not seem like it at all and you're going to have to man or woman up and deal with the rejection that will come because you don't have credibility with your kids because all of a sudden you're trying to build a relationship where you haven't in the past so you got a man and woman up and have some credibility with them but they do want a relationship with you So my friends, oh, all of you, but especially, and I am going to single them out here, the folks that come here on a weekly basis have, in this time that I've lost my dad, ministered to me so incredibly. Shout out, okay, I'm going to name you. Yeah, just think you're going to get heard in all these cities. Greg, Doug, Mary, Iris, Shannon. Wow, you guys have been wonderful. RJ, and there's a whole Christy, Rich, and Rich, and Rich. You're like, you you got three friends? Yeah, I'm really rich. (laughs) And those of you that I didn't name, oh, Angelica, Corey. Yeah, such fantastic people. And those of you that don't have community, man, there are some people out there like this for you. Go find them. And uh, keep doing the good works. You skeptics, you people on the edge, man, do I appreciate you and that you've given me your time. Yeah, you are awesome. So I will see you guys next week. Remember, 406BigT at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.